0: Without further ado, here is your earnings call.
1: Good morning, and welcome to TripAdvisor's fourth quarter 2018 earnings conference call. As a reminder, today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I would like to turn the conference call over to TripAdvisor's Vice President of Investor Relations, Mr. Will Lyons. Please go ahead.
2: Thanks, Victor. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our call. Joining me today are Steve Koffer, our CEO, and Ernst Tunnison, our CFO. Last night, after market close, we distributed and filed our fourth quarter and full year 2018 earnings release, and we made available our prepared remarks on our investor relations website located at ir.tripadvisor.com. In the release, you will find reconciliations of non-GAAP financial measures to the most comparable GAAP financial measures discussed on this call. You will also find supplemental financial information, which includes certain non-GAAP financial measures discussed on this call, as well as other performance metrics. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this call may contain estimates and other forward-looking statements that represent management's views as of today, February 13, 2019. TripAdvisor disclaims any obligation to update these statements to reflect future events or circumstances. Please refer to our earnings release as well as our filings with the SEC for information concerning factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements. Now here's Steve who will share a few thoughts before we open the call up to your questions.
3: Thank you, Will, and good morning, everyone to summarize our prepared remarks from last night, our solid fourth quarter capped a Strong 2018. Looking ahead, we expect double-digit EBITDA growth in 2019, while we invest behind a number of attractive growth opportunities that we believe will further enhance our shareholder value. The business continues along a great path and we're excited about what's ahead. We'll now open up the
1: call for questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions at this time, please press star, then the number one key on your telephone keypad. If your question has been answered or you wish to move so from the queue, please press the pound key. Once again, that's star one for questions, star one. And our first question comes from line of Deepak Mathivana from Barclays. You may begin. Hey guys, thanks for taking the questions. So first, CPC revenues grew for the first time in several quarters, and you noted in the letter that you have a lot of work to do still to achieve sustainable growth in this business. I understand the strategic decisions by OTA partners is out of your control, but what are some of the things that you're doing from product and operational standpoint that will help this business in 2019? And then the second question, you've had the new user experience with the feed content for a few months now. Can you share what you're seeing in terms of typical engagement under this? Is it in some way impacting either positively or negatively the KPIs at this time?
4: Thank you so much.
3: Uh, Sure, Uh, Deepak, this is Steve. Thanks for the questions. So when we look at 2019 CPC revenue, we obviously, as, as we've shared, we have some pullback on our traffic acquisition, our paid marketing, which hits that, but that eases in the second half, so we'd expect to see some more growth there. When we're looking at the things that we're doing proactively, you can bucket it into a couple of different categories. The first is clearly the optimization uh, that we know how to do so well. Year in, year out, we're able to uh, turn our hotel shoppers into a more highly qualified uh, uh, hotel booker downstream to, to our clients. When we look more specifically, we're always focused on pricing, inventory, usability, leveraging the trust that people have in our brand to help them down that decision path. I can then reference the new trip advisor is providing some additional what we call decision support because when a brand or an influencer or your friend is suggesting, hey, you might want to stay in this particular hotel, that's another uh, way that we can get that individual, that traveler, to make that final decision and and book the hotel, essentially on someone's recommendation. All of those steps help to provide the user or traveler with more confidence that they're booking the hotel that's right for them, and therefore, when we send them uh, downstream to, to our clients, the booking rates increase. So, uh, we've been sending uh, more referrals, um, more of these clicks downstream, and the CPCs would indicate that we're sending quite quite high quality traffic. Then when you look at kind of the rest of the hotel auction, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsored placement product simply because that's helping to monetize our more up funnel traffic. Folks that really aren't ready to book yet right now, but want to get, uh, uh, but, but, but can be swayed uh, into the right hotel. And that's something that our hotel partners obviously uh, uh, always very interested in. So uh, yeah, I, the, the short version of the 2019 uh, How to Improve CPC Revenue is uh, more of the same, which has been uh, quite effective on the optimization front, leveraging the, the trust, leveraging the pricing, leveraging the inventory that we have, uh, which we have you know, clearly amazing capabilities there. And driving our traveler through the life cycles so that they're using our hotel product as well. To question two, the new Tripadvisor, uh, I, I kind of want to remind folks: uh, yes, you have a travel feed, but you also have our new trips product. You have a bunch of other components in the new Tripadvisor, and we're really pleased with the launch. First, uh, you know the the KPIs, things like member growth, have improved, and then the concern that Uh, What was natural to have about, hey, was it taking people away from the shopping experience uh, as we had tested it and as we rolled it out did not materialize. So uh, we're happy with with what we have. I want to set expectations, of course, that it is a foundational change. We have the world's richest, uh, largest community of travelers around the globe. We view that as a tremendous asset that TripAdvisor uniquely has in the travel ecosystem, and we want to leverage that to help travelers have an amazing trip. Inspiration, getting input, getting uh, 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 inspiring articles, videos, blog posts by those you trust, the brands and people that you follow, Uh, we feel that that's valuable to the travel experience. We're uniquely positioned to do it, and we've built the foundation and and rolled it out now. Carrying those recommendations down to the individual hotels, restaurants, attractions, we're in progress. We've done some of it, not nearly as much as we expect to. Helping people plan their entire trip using our itinerary, uh, leveraging all the things that you can do on TripAdvisor so that it's not just a hotel search and then a flight search and then an attraction search, but a, you're pulling together a full package, that's the beauty of the new TripAdvisor and that's how we're leveraging something that we think we can uniquely provide across the, the travel ecosystem. Uh, so no negative impact on any of the KPIs that we watch. Uh, modest positives on, uh, uh, on things like member growth and how those members who are now following are socially active. Uh, they they come back more frequently, which is nice. But I'd also remind folks, foundational and you know, still it's mostly just on the home page. So a lot of our travelers still will be coming in uh, directly to a city, and they may or may not notice uh, a whole lot of the new Tripadvisor, and that, that's our opportunity ahead to bring that to them and capitalize on on the benefits as we continue to improve them.
4: Great. Thanks, Steve.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And our next question comes to mind of Lloyd Walmsley from Deutsche Bank. You
5: may begin. Uh, Thank you. uh, Two, if I can, I guess first just following up on Deepak's question you know, can you give us a sense for looking at kind of hotel shopper growth in 4Q and the outlook for the first half? You know, are you seeing any any changes in the auction worth flagging? Or are you seeing any impact on SEO, uh, maybe similar to what Expedia mentioned on HomeAway? You know, or is or is the, the outlook primarily a function of just slowing marketing spend or, or deprecating smarter travel? Um, and then the second one, on the non-hotel business growth looked really strong in 4q across revenue and bookings sounds like you're planning to make some big investments there do you think this can drive acceleration in revenue uh in 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 kind of attractions and restaurants from 18 levels um you know and you you've also mentioned the potential to resegment you know is some of that to give us more visibility into those those uh businesses within non-hotel
6: Uh, Yeah, Lloyd, hi. Good morning. This is Ernst. Um, Start with your first question, which is uh, hotel-oriented. I'll take that first. So uh, the Q1, uh, the half one versus half two comments uh, that we made uh, are really a a strong function of uh, lapping the marketing pullbacks that we started uh, last year and sort of were most intense in in half two. So if we look at half one, uh, we still haven't fully lapped that, and it's going to have a continued negative impact on hotel shoppers, but a very uh, positive impact on profitability. Uh, In the second half, that is easing, um, and that is going to have an easing impact on our ability uh, to grow hotel uh, shoppers. Um, So that is really the most important impact. Uh, I would additionally call out, uh, moving from Q4 to Q1, uh, that uh, Q1 is a is a tougher comp uh, than uh, last Q4 was. If you look at the sort of the 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 year before quarters, and we'll have some additional currency headwind in half one uh, and in Q1 as well that we didn't see in in Q3 and Q4. But uh, just want to highlight that the the marketing pullback is the is the most important factor uh, in in all of this. Um, the uh, the question about non hotel. Um, and uh, investment there. Yeah, we've been very pleased with the progress we've made in uh, in non-hotel, particularly in our experiences and restaurants uh, sector. And experiences has been a continued building of our platform uh, and uh, capitalizing on our leadership position there. Uh, we're investing uh, deeper into that in uh, 2019 uh, because we feel we have a fantastic uh, market opportunity there, ability to drive some some real shareholder value by keeping by investing rather than. Um, cranking up profitability for uh, for that uh, business, uh, and so we're very excited about that, and, and believe it'll position us really well. Uh, will that allow us to ac- excel uh, revenue in 2019? Uh, some of, some of these things that we put in place uh, will have a benefit to 2019. Some of them will be a little bit more longer term uh, in orientation. It's building the sales force. It's building uh, the supply. It's building our capabilities, particularly uh, for non-US uh, travelers. Uh, but we're, we're very optimistic about what we can achieve in that sector over the long term. And restaurants, uh, is another area that has been impressively growing for us in 2018. We expect that to continue into 2019 as well. Uh, um, and, uh, that is both on the reservation side for Lab with La Fourchette as well as on this new business we've built, uh, around advertising, uh, for restaurants on TripAdvisor. Um, so we feel, uh, feel good about that. Um, and our, the, segmenta- the resegmenting that we are considering um, is uh, is going to provide you some more visibility. So for 2019, I would say experiences, restaurants, uh, don't necessarily uh, factor in an, uh, an acceleration just yet. You know, continuing growth rates is, uh, is what we are uh, looking at. But for the longer term, it will definitely have a strong impact.
5: Okay. And I guess just to follow up, you know, anything you would – Call out on the hotel side on the auction or or an SEO that we should just be mindful of
6: um yeah the in terms of the auction so the the q four and also the start uh, of the year uh, twenty nineteen uh, we've seen the continued stabili- st- uh, stability in uh, how our partners uh, approach the auction uh, and our behavior of our partners uh, on the auction so uh, continued uh, stability there um, and um uh, I called out the Q4 to Q1 uh, impacts, uh, and that's the most important things that we are seeing right now. Um, we're obviously keeping uh, our eye uh, going forward on uh, the various geos in the world, you know, impact in, uh, of Europe, and uh, it, it's, we're keeping an eye on what may or may, ha- may not happen there, uh, but as I said, stability in our auction so far.
5: All right. Thank you.
1: And our next question comes the line of Justin Patterson from Way- Raymond James. You may begin.
4: Great. Thank you very much. Uh, you talked about leaning into performance channels for experiences. Obviously, you just made a lot of optimizations on the hotel side in 2018. Could you talk about the differences in how you approach hotel versus experiences, traffic acquisition, and just philosophically, uh, any difference in ROI there?
3: Uh, Sure, good question, Justin. This is Steve. Uh, I think one of the key differences as we view it uh, is in the experiences category, we are acquiring traffic uh, who then buy on our site and become members, and they can start to build that habit of buying whatever tour activity they're going on uh, before the trip, and then perhaps an opportunity to buy another one or two things while they are on the trip. And so we view the, the lifetime value as, uh, as potentially much more meaningful for us and therefore uh, leaning into paid acquisition, uh, leaning into acquisition of any type uh, makes more sense. You can see the converse on the hotel meta side where we do, uh, we have certainly in the past uh, leaned in on performance marketing, but it hasn't yielded the, the membership, the ability to, uh, uh, to refer. When you also look at the opportunity for experiences, we view ourselves as clearly in the lead in most parts of the world, and it's a great opportunity to build that habit. And right now, uh, with a nascent business, uh, as we've mentioned many times, the growth opportunity and the ability to build the habit with that first purchase from so many people we think is uh, is great. It builds the brand. It's a wonderful product today. And, again, we continue to double down on, on supply and reach, going forward.
4: Thank you, Steve. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And our next question question comes by Mark Mahaney from RBC Capital. You may begin.
3: Hey, thanks. I just wanted to ask two numbers questions. So in terms of the uh, outlook in 2019 for non-hotel segment, it sounds like the experiences and restaurants categories uh, that uh, combined could see acceleration, but it sounds like consistency of growth versus 2018 is probably the most realistic expectations. If you put that together with rentals likely seeing greater headwinds in in 19 does that mean that non-hotels revenue growth is likely to be less robust in 19 than in 18 just qualitatively talk about that and then secondly i just to uh, draw you out on this double-digit EBITDA growth you know that that actually could encompass a very broad range i assume when you say that you mean kind of low mid-teens but would you we, can you do more than just talk about double-digit EBITDA growth quantify that a little bit thank you
6: hey mark um thank you um in terms of that, indeed we're saying uh, we're expecting a uh, a deceleration of uh, of rentals um, uh, for the whole n- uh, non hotel segment I would say roughly a similar uh, growth rate uh, as as last year obviously rentals weighing but also rentals being a smaller portion uh, of it uh, and that that is what i would uh, would uh, would say qualitatively about it um, in terms of uh, putting more precision on our uh, double digit uh, EBITDA um, uh, growth uh, um, guidance um, uh we're not making a, uh, putting a finer point on now it's early in the year um, we uh, uh, we feel comfortable with this level of of precision at this point and uh, as we go forward in the year uh we'll provide more commentary on that.
7: okay, thanks I tried thanks ernst
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And our next question comes line of Mark May from City. You may begin.
7: Thank you. I had two if I could. Uh, first, it, it seems like that there's a, I don't know if it's a slight or a meaningful change in your marketing strategy. If, I, if I'm if i gathering from the letter, you know, last year you, you grew at brand ad spend quite a bit and you pulled back on performance. Now it sounds like that you maybe plan to revert back to kind of what we had typically seen in the past, you know, uh, flat brand but increasing your performance. Um, if I've got that right, uh, wh- why that change? Is it in part a reflection of some of the limits in using, you know, brand to, to drive the business? Just kind of curious what's going on there. And then, secondly, uh, in your letter, you discuss prioritizing investments over managing uh, EBITDA growth in the non-hotel segment. Um, just curious, uh, you know, you, I think you're you're growing your non-hotel revs by like 100 million a year. Uh, That would suggest a pretty meaningful step up in in expenses uh, this year in that segment. If so, um, you know, what are the different areas that you're investing in uh, in non-hotels? Thanks.
6: Yeah, thanks for those questions. Uh, In terms of marketing strategy change, uh, nope, uh, marketing strategy uh, very similar to uh, what we have done in 2018. Uh, Remember that uh, 2017 uh, was the year that we started to do TV. We started to do that in June. Uh, 2018, we stepped up uh, the level of investment in TV because we had a full year of spending. Uh, spent about 115 million dollars, um, and as we look uh, into the next year, we feel we have the appropriate level of, uh, of brand advertising now, and so we're going to be spending roughly the same, uh, the same amount. Uh, we're happy with uh, what TV has done for us and, uh, and how brand marketing can perform for, the, for Tripadvisor, and so we're going to continue with that. Um, as said in our prepared rem- remarks, and, and as evidenced uh, in in the fourth quarter, if you uh, if you watched our TV spots, we are diversifying the message uh, from just this uh, pure focus on hotel uh, to the broader value prop for uh, for TripAdvisor, uh, but a similar level of, of overall uh, overall spend. Uh, in terms of the performance marketing on the hotel side, uh, continuation of uh, of our strategy for 2018 into 2019, uh, we have reduced marketing uh, and have achieved much higher efficiency. That's been the, uh, the driver of our profitability last year. Uh, we drove uh, 27% EBITDA growth last year, uh, and, uh, and our marketing um, uh, optimizations in hotel were a big factor of that. And so uh, see that continuing. Obviously, uh, the biggest impact is going to be in half one because we're going to uh, be uh, lapping into the biggest changes in the second half. Uh, for non-hotel, as uh, Steve was just describing, uh, we're leaning in on non-hotel. It's a it's a high-growing category for uh, experiences and and restaurants, and uh, obviously we want to capitalize on that. So there, there we're leaning in more uh, on uh, on marketing. So that's our overall approach. is not too different from uh, what we've been doing in 2018. Uh, in terms of meaningful investments in uh, non-hotel, yeah, read the script uh, for this. Uh, we're investing in uh, in both. Uh, experiences and um, restaurants, and uh, as we as, as we said in our prepared remarks, we're investing in product, uh, we're investing in, in supply, uh, we're investing in marketing, we're really uh, investing across the platform. We have a large still large opportunity ahead of us uh, with experiences and restaurants uh, if we look at uh, international opportunities, if we look at just the, the supply we can still get, if you look at how much of the uh, experiences business is still offline. We have a huge opportunity, and so we're making investments so uh, uh, so we can capitalize that for, uh, for the future.
1: Thank you. And our next question comes line of Jed Kelly from Oppenheimer. You may begin.
5: Great. Thanks for taking my question.
3: Um, as you roll out your uh, social program, are you sort of thinking of you know de-
6: eventually developing loyalty and membership programs for your uh, members. And then has there been any change uh, to this this quarter's guidance
3: from uh, last quarter where you guided to healthy growth? Uh, hi, Jed. This is Steve. I'll take the first question on social loyalty. Certainly, uh, we're looking at a variety of different ways that can help bind people the DRIP Advisor uh, loyalty members number one was is will always be a fantastic product experience I as as you know uh, most travelers uh, as they're going around the world uh, love seeing TripAdvisor love planning the trip it's a brand with with a ton of trust uh, and we don't kind of have to pay people to remember us with with kind of point schemes that's not to say that uh, uh, we, we aren't thinking about adding components to a TripAdvisor uh, membership that would offer additional values than uh, than just hearing from us from from time
6: to time. On the second question, uh, so if any uh, change from healthy to to double digit? Um, uh, no change in terms of uh, uh, our approach to the year. Uh, it's obviously we, we were less less specific in Q3 because we hadn't gone fully through our our planning. Um, and and now we now we have gone through the planning, so that's the only difference. But there's no fundamental difference of approach or how we appro- uh, think about 2019 versus what, how we thought about it three months ago. All
1: right. And our next question comes from o, Douglas Anmeth from J.P. Morgan. You may begin. Right, thanks for taking
7: the me. questions. Um, so I have two. Can you provide some additional color just on the recent improvements focused on hotel shopper quality and then also any feedback that you've gotten from your advertisers uh, on these improvements? And then secondly, can you give us an update on the hotel media ads business and how you're thinking about the opportunity there going forward? Thanks.
6: Um, the, on the hotel shopper quality improvements that we've been able to, uh, to drive, uh, yeah, we have commented about it in Q3 and this uh, quarter we commented on this as well. There's the headline number of hotel shoppers, uh, but then underneath that we look at uh, how many uh, shoppers do we pass on to our clients uh, and how well do they convert. And that is obviously an area that we are uh, very focused on uh, because a highly qualified shopper is, is what we're ultimately after for our partners. Uh, and so we've uh, shown nice improvements. We said in our prepared remarks in Q3 and in Q4 that we actually, despite the fact that the total number of shoppers is going down because of our marketing pullback, the leads we're passing on, uh, on uh, are going up. And so that's actually a very good, uh, a very good outcome for us, and uh, somewhat you know masked by uh, this this shopper growth. Um, additionally, to uh, um, to just product improvements that we're making and conversion improvements that we're making. Uh, we've also uh, made other changes to get uh, more highly qualified uh, shoppers into their, our hotel funnel. Uh, we made some changes to the, to the homepage, as you may have seen uh, at the end of Q3, uh, uh, which was originally very hotel-focused and now is a lot more broader homepage. Uh, that has uh, delivered fewer hotel shoppers to our hotel pages but it has had a near term impact of no near term impact on revenue but has really impa- impacted the revenue per the hotel shopper we got there. So some of that deceleration of hotel shopper performance you saw from Q3 to Q4 was impacted by that. Um, and some of the uh, increase in revenue per shopper that you saw equally was impacted by that as well. So uh, we're really looking at this sort with of the combined impact of what we're seeing of shoppers and revenue per uh, per shopper. Uh, very encouraged by the quality of the revenue of, of the shoppers that we're creating, 14% revenue per shopper growth in uh, in uh, Q4, uh, and ultimately we believe that is the right approach to uh, to our auction rather than just uh, uh, grow the uh, the top of the funnel.
3: Yeah, this is Steve to just follow up on that. We clearly have scale with with our partners. The lead growth that we're sending is clearly uh, meaningful uh, to all of them, and therefore we're in a good position to be able uh, to drive quality leads to them, and that's reflected in the CPCs. And all that's going well, even if there's some blips in the hotel shoppers uh, down, RPS up, or, or vice versa in any particular quarter. Uh, they are they're, they're, they're a set of metrics, but at the end of the day, it's the leads we send downstream and what we get paid for then that that drives our revenue. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing driving a, a, a growing part of our uh, hotel biz is the media, and again, uh, no matter how many uh, shoppers we have, there's going to be a set that are just not ready to purchase yet, and since our auction, uh, we get paid based upon how many people are actually booking the hotel, moving that demand around uh, or helping hoteliers get the right people to be interested in their properties is uh, a major thrust of the hotel's business unit. We have sponsored placements. Uh, it's uh, getting more and more targeted. It's appearing on more and more pages. Uh, we do extensive testing with our travelers and it's not getting in the way. So it's a very uh, native look and feel advertising unit that's working for hoteliers and working for travelers and growing in scope and allows us to form more direct relationships with uh, individual hoteliers uh, all around the globe leveraging the fact that, there, that all of our traffic isn't quite ready to book yet. Picking it up a level, we also have close to 500 million unique visitors a month on the TripAdvisor properties. And so uh, you'll see in, in the coming, and I'll put this out in years, in the coming years, more of a focus from TripAdvisor on growing the overall media business. That is just a lot of eyeballs uh, focused for the most part on travel, and we do we feel a, a very good job penetrating the endemic market, travel advertisers. But we think there is a lot of opportunity going beyond that. We're laying the groundwork this year, I, uh, but I, I feel confident in setting expectations that the overall media business is a good growth uh, vehicle for Tripadvisor, leveraging the fact that we already have so much traffic.
1: Thank you, Bill. And our next question comes to the line of Kevin Koppelman from Callan Company.
5: You may begin. Great. Thanks a lot. I had a question on your um, TV spend for 2019. Can you give us an update of uh, how you're looking at that? You mentioned a similar level of investment. Are you looking to spend around the same uh, amount in 2019 as, as 2018, or, or do you mean that you're going to uh, increase that by about
6: $40 million again? Thanks. Um, hey, Kevin. Yeah, to clarify that, a similar, uh, a similar spend as in 2018, uh, we're saying in 2019. So another similar increase, a similar el- total level of spend. Uh, in 2018, that was predominantly spent on our hotel messaging. We st- at the end of the year, we started to diversify that away a little bit, m- put more of a focus on experiences. And throughout 2019, you'll see more diversification. But the overall brand spend uh, on TripAdvisor, uh, very similar to, uh, to 2018, is our target.
5: Okay, got it, thanks. And as you move some of the messaging to experiences, are, are you starting to allocate any of that spend to the uh, non-hotel segment? Uh,
6: we are. Uh, we have and we are allocating the spend, the brand spend to our hotel segment um, and uh, planning to continue that into uh, 2019. Hotel, uh, our brand spend is managed by our Core X organization which sits in our hotel uh, segment and that's where we're accruing the uh, the expenses. Okay, got it. Thank you very much.
1: And our next question comes from Naved Khan from SunTrust. You may begin.
5: Yeah, thanks a lot. I, I just have two questions. Um, can you uh, comment on the um, performance by region for the core hotels, um, how maybe Europe did versus uh, Asia and, and, and North America? And then, um, can you also uh, tell us how much mobile was as a percentage of the total uh, click-based revenue. I think you have disclosed that in the past.
6: Uh, in terms of regional performance uh, in Q4, not much to uh, to call out there uh, that uh, would be sort of specific or uh, or helpful. Um, uh, no, no trends to to highlight in Q4, uh, I would say. Uh, in terms of uh, the mobile uh, trends, uh, you saw in prepared remarks, uh, we showed another. Um, Another quarter of nice revenue per shopper uh, improvements for uh, for mobile, um, and uh, continue to see very nice revenue growth in uh, in uh, in there. Thanks. Uh, but just a quick uh, sort of clarification on that. I think
5: last time you sort of talked about the disparity between uh, mobile um, RPS versus desktop was roughly around forty percent. Uh, where are we with respect to that disparity?
6: Yeah, it is still about forty percent. If you look at Q3, uh, uh, Q4, the interesting uh, point was that desktop actually had very impressive monetization uh, uh, performance. We grew desktop RPS by twenty percent. Mobile a little faster, thirty percent. So uh, it moved a little closer, I guess, to monetization, but it uh, didn't move that about forty percent uh, meaningfully enough. Of course, we're uh, we're not you know, managing per se to narrowing up the gap we're, we're uh, managing to drive as much revenue as we can so uh, we'll take the fact that uh, desktop grew by 20% and therefore may not have moved the metric relative metric uh, that much thank you
1: thank you and our next question comes from Tom White from DA Davidson you may begin uh,
2: great thanks for taking my question uh, just on the on the difference between hotel shopper growth and the and the uh, and the amount of kind of downstream leads you're sending to your partners. Um, is that just a function of the better traffic or are there things on the site in terms of kind of on-site conversion or click-through rate that you guys are doing and may still continue to be able to do to, um, uh, you know, keep that uh, growth in leads uh, robust next year relative to hotel shopper growth? And then just on rentals, maybe just a quick update on your on your longer-term thoughts there, your latest thinking, are you seems like you're going to kind of maybe starve that business a bit in terms of investment this year. Is that just a, a short-term pullback given just sort of heightened competition, or are you kind of rethinking your longer-term relevance in that business? Thanks. Hi,
3: hi this is Steve. Uh, hi, Tom. I'll take the, the first one on the hotel shopper growth. I uh, So, yes, we certainly feel like uh, there's a constant effort on the product team to improve how we can take any hotel shopper we have on the site and drive them uh, uh, to be a qualified lead for our partners. Uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we look at kind of the the output, how uh, how many leads we can drive to our partners and the quality of those leads. Hotel shoppers, of course, we want to grow them. We will to the degree that we can. Uh, Find very high quality sources of hotel shoppers and buy them effectively. We'll do so to the extent that we can find low quality but free hotel shoppers. We'll do that all day long as well. So the absolute growth by you know up a couple of points or down a couple of points in hotel shopper uh, isn't the the driving nature of our business. It's it's what we can do with them. So I acknowledge that that. Up or down for shoppers, and sometimes the RPS impact makes it a little fuzzy to understand. Uh, but uh, but Ernst was trying to ex- explain it earlier in, in Q4, Q4 in particular, uh, in back half of the year, in terms of uh, having fewer hotel shoppers entering uh, from the homepage, but a higher quality, the the RPS going up. So. You'll still, I expect, see some fluctuation over the course of, of the year. Uh, it's a metric we choose to report, but I, I want to make clear it's it's not the the driving metric behind the business at this point.
6: And then our, our rentals business. Uh, so our rentals business, uh, we've seen a decline in, in revenue in 2018. Uh, we're expecting that to continue and actually accelerate a bit in 2019. And, um, it's a nicely profitable business, uh, and uh, it is an important business for us to be able to offer to our users, but it's not a business where uh, we have incrementally uh, put new resources to work. If, you, if we compare our opportunities in the different parts of our non-hotel segment, clearly a lot of opportunity and experiences, and restaurants clearly a very strong market position there. Uh, for alternative accommodation for rentals, it's been with, uh, with the presence of two really large competitors in that space. Uh, it's been a hard, little harder for us to, uh, to, to uh, uh, allocate the resources uh, to it versus allocating them uh, to places like experiences or restaurants. And so that's, uh, that's our approach there. Uh, we're picking our battles uh, very clearly, uh, and we're picking where we can win, uh, and we've picked experiences in restaurants. Great. Thank you.
5: And our next
1: question comes line of Stephen Jew from Credit Suisse. You may begin.
5: Okay. Thanks. So, uh, Steve, uh, can you give us any color on your efforts to add more supply on Tour or even La Frechette? Uh Is there anything you can do to speed up the pace of additions there? And also, uh, anything you can share in terms of how uh, the, the consumer behaves on the site in terms of what percentage of the hotel shoppers uh, ultimately go on to take advantage of either the restaurants or even the tours that you have on offer there? Thanks. Uh,
3: sure. So, I... Uh, i'd say uh, uh, we have we feel we've been doing a very good job growing supply uh in 2018 in both restaurants and experiences uh and uh we are preparing for more growth so i think uh we we have kind of the, the machine down we have the technology it it's not as simple uh in either uh biz as a simple phone call. Want to get connected? There is tech involved in in many of the cases, uh, uh, but that's not stopping us. It's not slowing us down. And and you should look. Uh, certainly expect additional supply growth in, in both businesses. Uh, to the question of uh, you know how many hotel shoppers are able to cross over to the other products, uh, I don't have a great answer for you at the moment. Uh, We do see obviously within the same session people will be looking at multiple things and that's a unique value that our product provides versus many others. Uh, I'd say a lot in terms of how many people over the course of planning a trip will visit uh, more than one category on our site. And again, uh, a nice additional value. Many of them are not members so we simply see that Their device has been to multiple sections on the site uh, within a week, looking at the same city, again, indicating it's the same trip or opportunity. And one of the things that we're focused on is to help uh, those travelers save up the list of things that they're looking to do in their itinerary uh, on TripAdvisor, which is something you have to register for, and then you can see on all devices and take with you. And that's a nice sticky feature that uh, will be improved, that we launched already, and we'll certainly be improving this coming year in order to drive that loyalty and, and uh, help uh, help more of the the crossover shopping behavior that that we love to
6: see. And I would add that is still a big opportunity, an underutilized opportunity uh, on our site. Is is a, a lot of the focus has been uh, vertical by vertical, and some of the investments we're making in our core X organization and looking more holistically at the user experience is going to help us uh, capture more of that uh, interlinkage between the verticals uh, I would say that's a that's a big uh, opportunity for us going forward rather than having captured that historically thank you
1: and our next question comes tonight of James Lee from ZUHO
4: you may begin uh, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, a couple questions on the experienced business, and maybe, Steve, can you maybe talk about the competitive environment here? Are you seeing maybe the larger OTAs like booking? and Expedia becoming more visible and, and help remind us a little bit, you know, given the fact that you've built out all these products for experienced business, what is your key differentiation versus OTA from a consumer and also from a supplier perspective? And, and maybe the next question is more for Earns. You have talked about in your shareholder letter that you have expanded into non-English countries with local payment options. So help us understand the implications there. Are you becoming the merchant of records by adding local payments there and maybe help us understand what kind of investment you need to make here and when will you, that investment will be ready for local payments. Thanks.
3: Uh- Sure. Uh, uh, Hi, James. This is Steve. Uh, To the differentiation point, when you look at uh, all of the things that TripAdvisor can help a traveler with, you can start with flights, you can move to hotels, then attractions, then restaurants, Uh, uh, the overall ability to stitch it all together. Then you can add the community that says, and you can talk to people who are who have already been there, done that, exchange info in our forums, and then you talk about being inspired of where to go in the first place through brands and influencers. All of those pieces form your complete trip versus uh, uh, an OTA, which is you know a, a fabulous booking engine for a hotel or a flight, uh, but again, uh, much more one or two. Uh, product focus versus taking care of you on the trip. Layer the trust that travelers have in the brand and the recommendations of the hundreds of millions of other travelers that have written reviews on our site. That's a pretty compelling, very different experience than what you get through uh, a booking site, be it uh, a Marriott.com, a great booking site, or an Expedia or a Booking.com, also great booking sites. So uh, our opportunity remains uh, up funnel, it remains full trip, and it remains based around uh, a considered purchase, uh, a trip that generally will span a couple of days or a week uh, that folks want to make sure goes right, and then we think we are extremely well situated to, to, uh, to, to win the hearts and minds to be the preferred vendor for that experience.
6: First. Yeah, in terms of the uh, the payment uh, local payment uh, methods in, uh, for our experiences business uh, that we referenced in our prepared remarks, that is not a change of, of where we're a merchant of record. We're a merchant of record within our uh, experiences business uh, throughout the world. It is just offering uh, our users as well as our suppliers uh, more uh, different uh, opportunities to uh, pay or get paid. Uh, other than uh, a credit card or PayPal or uh, so more local more local options there. That's about what we've been moving towards. And as you provide more uh, uh, abilities to pay or be paid, of course, uh, that is helpful uh, for for users and uh, helpful to our to our revenue. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And as a reminder, that's star one for questions. Star one. Our next question comes from line of Heath Terry from Goldman Sachs. You may begin.
7: Great. Uh, thanks. I was wondering if you could just give us a brief update on, uh, on hotel direct, particularly in, um, in, in your meta meta search results, whether or not you're seeing sort of any progress or willingness, um, on the, the part of hotels to begin sharing, uh, loyalty rates or, or some of the other kind of deeper relationship, um, and, uh, in, in broader, broader search results. Um, and then on the, um, uh, non-hotel business, um, uh, as you get deeper into into that business, how has your thinking evolved about how the long-term margins in that business will compare with the uh, long-term margins in your hotel business?
3: Uh, thanks, Keith. This is Steve. I'll take the first question. Uh, hotel direct uh, in Meta, we certainly have uh, most, if not all, of the major chains participating. So the question is really, uh, to what extent will they give us uh, special loyalty rates, and to what extent will they be uh, opaque or, or kind of uh, click here to see the real rate or whether we're able to uh, display the rate in, uh, on the site. I, I'd say it remains something that hotels are evaluating and sometimes reevaluating. We're obviously interested in always having the best price we can uh, anywhere anywhere on our site. Uh, you can see us and some other partners. Uh, uh, be chasing it, but if the question is surrounding, A, are we seeing any meaningful change in the hotelier's interest in doing so, I'd, I'd respond with it. it seems to be kind of uh, more of the same interest in discussions. Uh, some are more, more forthcoming than others, uh, uh, but nothing materially different at the moment.
6: Um, And in terms of non-hotel margins, yeah, we've said in the past um, that we expect uh, to get uh, very attractive margins in our non-hotel businesses. Uh, We look at the uh, gross profit performance, uh, our take rate. Uh, We look at the the type of cost structure we think is required long-term, and we think it is uh, actually going to be uh, long-term hotel-like in its margin structure. So we see definitely a lot of upside there. Uh, we've seen 14% uh, uh, EBITDA margin in 2018 in non-hotel. That is uh, showing some profitability, but, and, but it's underneath there. A lot of investment. Uh, as we said, we're leaning a little bit more into investment into 2019. We could reap a lot of more uh, profitability from uh, from that segment today if we if we chose to. Uh, but we're investing, and over the long term, as scale builds in that business. Uh, we believe we can get to a very attractive level of uh, of margin, as I said, uh, you know, hotel-like. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: And I'm showing no further questions at this time. I'd like to turn the call back to Steve Koffer, Chief Executive Officer, for closing remarks.
3: Well, great. Thanks, everyone, for joining the call. I want to thank all of the TripAdvisor Media Group employees around the world for a great 2018. Together, we put the business on a great trajectory, and we have exciting growth opportunities ahead. I look forward to updating you on our progress next quarter. Thanks, everyone.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please thank you for participating in today's conference. This does conclude the program, and you may all disconnect. Everyone have a great day.